Hi, welcome to 2 of 12, the podcast where we talk about believing for the impossible, hearing God in the midst of process, sharing stories of breakthrough as we walk into the fullness of what he's promised. Join us as we journey together into all that God has. This is Jared. And Lee. With the 2 of 12. Woohoo, first episode. First episode, wow, we are... We are pioneering, we are breaking, and we're so happy that you are joining us today, and um, thank you for, for trusting us with uh, the process and the season of life you're in. Um, yeah, so just get into the meat right away, um, just talking about our why. Why are we calling this podcast 2 of 12? Um, why are we taking time and space just to share these things? And um, I think for us, where we're at today is just talking about the value of process and how we came um, to where we are today and the things that God has placed as part of our journey that's led us to, yeah, this moment. That's where it all started. We have been in process for a long time, really. We're always in process, like I guess, right? Um, but we've had lots of trials over the years. Yeah, I think that's really been the mark that God's placed in our lives is going through some really hard seasons. Um, we're talking these a little bit more in depth, but yeah, both of us have lost our, our moms due to cancer. Um, we have been separated as a married couple, um, lost a lot of friends, moved across the country kind of in our first year of marriage, and just been on this radical journey with Jesus. So about two years ago, we were up in Bethel, Reading, and God was just really speaking about identity and marks and calling on our lives. That was kind of the theme of um, the School of Prophets in 2018. And I just heard this phrase one day, Holy Spirit had spoken about being the two spies that actually get to take the land. And um, it really seemed like they had faced this impossible situation, this impossible calling. And the things up to that point in our lives had really felt impossible into what God was leading us into. Um, and so he said, will you be the two of 12? And it wasn't this elitist mindset it wasn't this place of we we had arrived but would you be those who carry hope that actually set people in a nation free mm -hmm. um so we were just on this journey from the beginning of our marriage and saying yes to jesus yes to him as a you know as our, our savior yes to our marriage mm -hmm. um yes then as in the season god had us to physical change of moving across the country um, yes to community, yes to all these experiences. Uh, but there was a season in life where he called us to say yes to pushing pause and um, to pressing into inner healing. Mm -hmm. And so that was in this place of a lot of uncertainty, um, a lot of confusion, a lot of um, direction and identity and values that he was reinforcing and, and also bringing healing into that place yeah. of, of our marriage and lives. Yeah, so what you're saying is that we believe that we are two people that truly have believed for the impossible throughout our trials. And Absolutely. that has come through identity over the years. You know, I would say seven years ago, eight years ago, we were not two people that believed for the impossible. But it was really these last two years that have been, um, we've gone from just really knowing our identity in Jesus to like really believing it and operating out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, living from it. Living from it. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk a little bit about who the 12 are and who the two are. Because obviously, I mean, some of our listeners, I'm sure, know 
the the twelve the story of the twelve spies and the two that came back and believed for the impossible. But let's talk about those those numbers a little bit and what they mean. So. Sure. Yeah. So Moses, when Moses brought the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt, um, they were heading towards the promised land as this place that God had established for them. And they weren't meant to just inhabit the land, but to take the land, to to submit the land into ownership of, of, of God. And um, when they were looking in these land, Moses had picked representatives from each tribe and they picked you know, not the weakest person, not the shyest person, but most likely warriors, most likely uh, very notable people that were, were seen in high esteem and, and had seen the miracles of God and seen him live, um, live out the promises he had spoken to their generation. And um, as these, these 12 men, these individuals went and spied the land, um, it said when they had came back and seen the fortifications and all these things, they were looking in this natural perspective. Um, that as the ten came back, their report actually brought fear to the people. Um, it actually inhibited the people from like partnering with the faith that God was inviting them into and actually to step into the promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that generation, the ten spies, as well as the generation that believed them, actually were inhibited from stepping into the promise that was meant for that generation. Yeah, and it talks about how those 10 came back and they they say to Moses, hey, yeah, we went into the land which you sent us. It does flow with milk and honey. And here is its fruit. Its fruit is really good. It, I mean, the fruit was so large, they talk about, they couldn't even carry it. It mm-hmm. took several of these men to carry this fruit back to Moses. And they say, though, the 10 say, but... Yeah, here's the fruit, but the people who live there, they're really powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large, and they even saw giants. So those 10 were like, hey, yeah, it's great, but we cannot do it. We know that it's good, but we can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the, the 12 that were sent, and then the 10 that said, yeah, it's good, but we can't do it. But then there were two guys named Joshua and Caleb who were part of the 12, that they were really neat. They were rad dudes. Yeah, I feel like what's coming to mind right now is that of Psalms 34, 8, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I feel like that is what the spies had partnered with is seeing that the Lord was good, even though they've mm-hmm. tasted. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I was doing some research on, on Joshua and Caleb. They are the two. Mm-hmm. And their story is just so neat. Both of them that are, are very unique. Um, you know, Joshua, he was Moses's assistant. So of course Moses trusted him, right? When he sent them off with the other 11. Um, and in Joshua 1, 1, 9, um, it talks about how Joshua even succeeded Moses as the leader of the Israelites. So, I mean, this guy, he came back with this good rapport, and then he went on to lead the Israelites, the new ones anyway, not the ones that passed away, but into the promised land. Um, Joshua was really a, a, an awesome dude. His name means salvation. I mean, that in itself, I think, is is pretty cool. and. He's really just a, a guy that said, yeah, we can do this. Um, we can take this land. And then Caleb he, was, Caleb, he was from the tribe of Judah. Talks about in Numbers how Caleb stilled the people 
toward Moses and said, we should go up at once and possess it. He's talking about the land that they just came from, for we will be able to overcome it. And later on, Caleb, of course, he survived. He went into the promised land. He said to Joshua, hey, I don't want just the the easy parts of the promised land to take. I want to take the hill country. I want to take the hardest parts. That is where my promise is. Um, and his name means faithful, devoted, wholehearted, bold, and brave. And what's our son's middle name? Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> Rain Caleb. He's our little guy. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about him more. <laughs> yeah. And I love the life of Joshua because if you look at Moses, Moses is like accredited to being a, a patriarch of the faith. And when he encountered the Israelites' community, he would actually establish his tent outside of community. And that's where he would commune with God and Joshua was a part of that discipleship relationship mm -hmm. um, and then he carried that mantle of Moses to lead the people yeah that's good so you just see this this intimacy of a father bringing someone into that process establishing legacy and in that mantle being passed Joshua is able to carry that forward and lead the people into the promised land that ultimately mm -hmm. Moses was unable to step into yeah I mean, together, Caleb and Joshua, they said that the people should trust God and go into the land. And ultimately, the other 10 spies, they were fearful, they were rebellious, they argued um, about conquering that land. And so really, we wanted to bring all of you into that two of 12. Jared and I, over the years, we just feel like we are two people to believe for the impossible, not only for ourselves in our own lives, but for the people around us for the people that we can uplift and encourage, that we are two people that will believe for the impossible, want to believe for the impossible, and are called to believe in the impossible and the promises that God speaks. And I'm talking like the really big ones. Yeah. And I'm sure some of you listening are like, yeah, God spoke this real big promise and I have no idea how that will ever happen. Yeah, and I, I love how even with Joshua and Caleb, um, he saw those promises lived out through community. So he saw, you know, tribes and values and people groups like who were called to run and live life with, I think is really an impactful um, to how we see these things, these promises, these marks in our lives lived out. Granted, the, the responsibility is put on us, you know, God is calling us into it, but he's often called us to, to live life with people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that book I've been reading of the Inklings about C.S. Lewis and, and Tolkien about how they would create this group of each week they would get together and share these things on our hearts. And they actually attribute that group to, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, The mm -hmm. Hobbit, you know, things of that nature. Right. And I think, um, you know, maybe that's a word for someone listening is just finding the right people that aren't just speaking negative things or throwing shade against your dreams but often can be you know a new testament version of like a barnabas can be the encourager yeah. can be someone that can speak life or even speak things that might not resonate with you but can call you to a higher standard and um i think that's that's the model that joshua and caleb really really operate in and i will say in our marriage um part of just my upbringing was like a lot of competition and a lot of um everything was was very competitive in nature and i think joshua and caleb couldn't be competitive mm -hmm. they had to be um they had to be co-laboring they had to be shared in their vision and i think you know in marriage that season god was really showing me a lot of competition still in our hearts 
um, that these impossible things needed to be lived out in marriage between our relationship that we were able to you know maybe see ethereally or see pragmatically um, and the other person was kind of the the inverse of that to really speak hope into it so that season god was establishing things and building foundation in our marriage to even have to believe for these things to ask for them and then to actually walk through them yeah absolutely and and so with this podcast obviously this is our introduction episode number one what we're really hoping is that we can showcase the power of the process of believing for the impossible because you don't go from zero to a hundred right i mean you don't just one day be like oh, i've got this great promise and the next day you have it most likely right there is some season of time and what we want to do is we want to showcase the power of that process and so that's going to be me and jared sharing more of our story so stay tuned for more of that Um, but also we really want to talk to other people who are in the midst of their process or have of course we want to hear from people who have walked through and now they're on the other side of their impossible but really what we're looking to do is showcase their story and what it was like in the midst of that process as they contended and believed for the impossible when the natural really looked quite opposite. And uh, let's talk about just the numbers as far as the percentage wise of two of 12 that we, we had some revelation around. Yeah, it's around, it's around, I mean, it's like 17%, like 16.8%. Um, and I think that that really shows that, you know, say of, of the 12 people or six people you, you talk to, really only one person Mm-hmm. either has the faith or has the the vision really to come alongside these these dreams and plans of God to see them come to fruition. So just speaking hope over you that uh, if you've had people you know speak the opposite of life over you or speak very critical things of things God's called you into, the calling on your life is not necessarily going to resonate with everybody. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that God's called you to something. He's called you to something unique. And so even just asking God, who are the people to align with? Yeah. You know, who is my tribe? Who are who are the people that can, can come along and support this seemingly impossible, seemingly ridiculous thing that God's inviting us into? <laughs> you know, and it's obviously we're not talking about making poor decisions. You know, everyone's saying, no, run the other direction. You know, that's if you're if we're in sin, that's completely different. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is when when God is saying, hey, I've got a promise on your life and you go share that with a group of people. It's OK if you get some pushback. And so what we want to encourage is, like Jared was saying, like, who are your two of 12? Who are your 17%? Who are the people that you can take these God-sized dreams to? And they're going to say, I will champion you. I will intercede alongside you. I will be there right with you for every valley, for every mountaintop. Um, You know, it's really allowed Jared and I to think, over this last season, who are our 17%? And it's also really been helpful when we have someone who doesn't seem as excited for us to be like, it's okay, it's fine. You know, we've been really practicing to be unoffendable people. That is still a work in Mm -hmm. progress. But, you know, realizing not everyone is going to champion the dreams that God has for us. And that is okay, because we're not called to champion the world. You know, you can't do that, that's impossible. Right. Yeah, and I, honestly, this 
um, this season's really just taught us a lot about Jesus. Uh, we see Jesus being faced with problems, being faced with the impossible, um, you know, kind of looking at things from a heavenly perspective. And um, yeah, I feel like my, my perspective's really shifted um, to see things as a, pro- as a solution as opposed to a problem. Um, we've been faced with a lot of problems and a lot of issues this last season, these last several years. Um, and God's been really, really nurturing and encouraging us just to sit in the place of problem, to sit in a place of, of, of seemingly ignorance and just inviting him to speak. And often it's been um, very counterintuitive to where we would naturally go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, eliminated a lot of belief structures and it's brought a lot of things to the surface that have lived kind of dormant um, as far as like fears and anxieties and things that haven't been fully surrendered or fully addressed to God. Um, This season of of really pioneering has brought those things up, but it's also brought such reassurance and comfort um, that God is moving, he is speaking, he is healing and restoring. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's invited us into this place to just showcase what he's done. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm going a little bit of a rant, but- (laughs) I like it, keep going. I feel like we, we as a society place a lot of emphasis on where the, the platform, mm-hmm. the presence, the where someone is like standing or the authority they operate in, but often there's a lot of work that is done um, behind closed doors or in the quote secret space. And so, yeah, we just, our hearts really for this podcast is just to put the value where it belongs. There's, mm-hmm. there's great fruit that can come, but without a, a solid root system, um, your the tree of your life isn't going to withstand the winds that will come. And so our, our impossible is a deep root system. It is a, a place of cool waters and, and calm streams that Jesus has led us to that um, we can just speak life into places that don't, don't look like that. So Absolutely. And that just makes me even think back to Joshua and Caleb. You know, it doesn't explicitly say in scripture that they had this profound deep intimacy with the god of the universe however we can imagine you know if i if i imagine even with holy spirit what that was like then they were absolutely two people that believed in the promise of god that they were supposed to get to the promised land and that's why they said that they could take it right and so how jared you're talking about intimacy with deep roots with Jesus, it goes back to, I mean, these two are just an example. And there's so many examples of people throughout scripture that have believed for the impossible. And we'll be highlighting them throughout future episodes for sure. Um, but these two believed in the promises of God. Mm-hmm. They, they believed. They helped you then. Right. I, I don't know about Caleb, but in, in my research, I was learning about Joshua. Joshua, he was born in Egypt. Mm-hmm. He was part of the whole shebang, mm-hmm. you know, he got it. I don't know about Caleb. Do you know? Most likely was. I would imagine, yeah. But, I mean, they believed in the promise till the very end, yeah. till they actually saw it through. And I think it's interesting, too. I think when Caleb was sent out to spy the land, he was around 40. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, 40 years of wandering. So he was 80. And he makes this statement that he actually has, like, more strength in right. his bones, more yeah. vigor than he did 40 years prior. Mm-hmm. And I, I just see that as someone whose faith and hope was in something that was unshakable and unchangeable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 
uh, it wasn't a topical thing. It was something from a deep place of resolve and mm -hmm. conviction that he operated from. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was he was a bit older, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. him and Joshua. Yep. They were well well on in, quite, in their years. Quite seasoned, <laughs> quite salty. Right. So yeah, of course <laughs> they would both be born in Egypt. Oh, I just I love it. I love it all. Um, it's so good. You know, I think too talking about our season of believing for the impossible these last couple years I mean it started actually longer than that you know way back when we first got married um, the beginning of this believing for the impossible but what it's really helped us do in the last couple years is get out of a place of complacency hmm. and inhibition and intrepidation for several years I operated in complacency you know and and just realizing that God has a greater call in our lives and we can believe for what is seemingly impossible has really helped me yeah. get out of a complacent state yeah I think for me it's almost turned to a place of, of apathy complacency apathy mm -hmm. just inhibited to act inhibited to take steps forward mm -hmm. um, I think often we can get kind of trapped in that place and and trapped in uncertainty and you know, really what's been, it's been Jesus speaking to like the stillness of our hearts, but we've also had such a sweet community of people come yeah. around us. We've been able to share and live life with in an authentic way. Um, that's really just breathed, breathed some fresh breath into us. So absolutely. Yeah. We're excited for everyone to come on this journey with us, to be a part of it. Um, just believing that, uh, the things we've experienced and seen in our lives and the things that God's shown us is something of value and purpose. And yeah. So, yeah, we just hope you're being blessed. Hope you're being encouraged and challenged. We look forward to taking you on this journey with us <laughs> as we journey with God. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we're going to put out some more episodes here. We're going to probably try to do a couple a month or so. So stay tuned. This was really just a, a snippet of things to come. We wanted to share a little bit of the 2 of 12 story. So, Join us next time. Um, we're definitely going to go deeper into the process of what it looks like to believe for the impossible, share a bit more of our testimony, maybe have a guest on. So we'll see who that's going to be. Um, and we are just excited to continue this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for joining us today on 2 of 12, the podcast where we believe for the impossible, see God move in the mundane, and live out the fullness of what he's called in our lives. Thanks again. See you next week.